I want to talk about my show. Uh, not one of my web series, not not um, my live shows that I do around town, but specifically the show that I did called Alchemy, which was an 88-minute nonstop concert of all my original material that I did at City Winery in early October. And I'm going to tie this to a, a thing to think about for the week, as I promised that's what Dying Alone Together would be about going forward. Um, but I want to talk about it a little bit. So this was the longest set I've ever done and the longest set of my original content. It was song. It was dance. It was costume changes. It was a big fucking show. I pretty much sang nonstop through the whole thing, which required a lot of training. I danced more than half of it. I had other dancers on stage. It was at a real venue. And by a real venue, I mean ticketed, seated, meal service, nice stage with good lighting, monitors, sound. I mean, it was a, it was a real, for me, it was a real big deal. At the beginning of this year, the 39th year of my life, I said to myself, I guess it's the 40th year of my life. I guess that's how that works. I'm 39 years old, and I said to myself, by the time I turn 40, I don't care if no one is there. I don't care if I'm just renting a space for me. I am doing my Madison Square Garden show. Finally. I'm going to do my full concert experience show for me. To be able to see if I could do it, say I did it, and feel very proud of myself for giving my childhood self one of his dreams. Because that's a lot of, of what um, my life has become. My life is no longer about, you know, reaching career-level highs or finding a man or any of the markings of a successful life uh, to society, for society to look at me and say, wow, he really did it. My life and life goal, well, and it's also not about like chill vibes, good vibes, man, which I feel like honestly has become most people's like, like it's a good life if I chilled, you know, like I think most people are kind of like these days are kind of like, you know, the point of life is to enjoy myself. Isn't there one of those, um, I don't know if you call it a meme. It's one of those audio clips that plays and people always put their video to it about like, it's this thing that it's like, well, why did you do it for pleasure? But for what reason? Because I enjoyed it. Like, like this whole, I don't know. I think it's probably some Ted talking person doing it. Hopefully some of you know what I'm talking about, but like I listen to that and I think, yes, you should fill your life with joy, but like, that's the purpose. The whole purpose of your life is to just enjoy yourself like that seems um incredibly selfish like it does nothing for other people or the world i don't know um but the entire purpose of my and i mean now that i say that i think what i'm about to say is actually extremely selfish so maybe i'm full of shit i accept that um the entire purpose of my life from this point forward has been to give my childhood self the things he wanted. 
Because I used to listen to RuPaul talk about, like, you have to treat your childhood self like it's it's your child. It's not you. It's something that lives with you and needs attention. Uh, it's the thing that lashes out when it's not being supported. It's the thing that lashes out when things aren't fair. And so you have to actively manage your relationship with it. And for me, I said, for the rest of my life, I am going to be focused on giving him all the things he looked at in the mirror back in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, or in his college dorm room in State College, Pennsylvania, and said to himself, God, I wish I could do this. This is my dream. Anything he thought, anything he said, I am doing it now for him. That's the rest of my life. And I said to myself that by the time I turn 40, I'm going to do that show. And I set the intention... And I really didn't, I was, you know, doing my local shows and little stuff and like, but I really wasn't putting anything in motion to that. I almost thought that, that would probably start to take shape in November and what would happen is I'd have to just rent some space and just do it and it would like not be for an audience. It would just be for me to say I did it. And then I met someone who um, did a show at City Winery and said that the deals there are really great for artists. So put me in touch with them, and I got a okay. They got a much better deal because they were drag queens. I got an okay deal to perform at City Winery. And before I knew it, I was planning that show that I said I absolutely had to do. And it would be for an audience. And and I was nervous. I told a friend when I was getting ready to sign the paperwork to commit to the date and say I was doing it that, like, I feel like this is – it, even though it's something I wanted to do this year, it's too early. Like, I don't have a fan base that is, like, seeing that I'm performing and coming to see me. Right? Like, oh, Jack's performing. Let's go. My friends don't do it for the most part. And I don't have a fan base to bring out. So I was really nervous about doing it. I was like, I feel like this is too early. I don't know how I'm going to get people to come to this show. They controlled the ticket price. and It was a little pricey. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And my friend was like, just fucking do it. Like, who knows? Who knows? Who knows if you'd ever get the opportunity to do it again? The opportunity is here. And you said it's one of the major things you want to do. And you said you wanted to do it this year. Here it is, Jack. It was handed to you by the universe. Do it. So that's, I did. And I thought to myself, I'm like, okay. So City Winery boasts that they have this independent audience that just come see shows at City Winery. Just like, I want to see a show. Let's go to this one. And they have this massive, you know, following and subscriber base and emails and newsletters. And to the point where they charged me an amount of money out of my ticket sales to pay for the, those services of soliciting and promoting. They got paid. I didn't see one fucking thing. Not one social post. They didn't repost anything I did. Um, nothing on their profile. Nothing in their stories. I think I was just put on the calendar and the calendar was forwarded out to people. Why that cost me X amount of dollars, I don't fucking know. But I was under the impression of like, okay, so the people who just come out to City Winery, I'm going to pull some from them. I'm going to get some of my, like, friends who I'm going to let them know, like, this is a big deal for me, and I need you there. Like, I know I bug you to come to the bar shows, and you don't. This one, 
I'm giving you two months to figure out how to get there and to do it because it's a big fucking deal. I'm not going to be having a 40th birthday party. This is it. This is the time. If you want to come support me and celebrate me, this is it. And then I thought, well, the, and then the balance of the rest of the audience are going to be all of the people I've done good by this year. The artists in the community, the people that I rallied together, found gigs that actually paid them, respected them, and promoted them, right? I have probably booked this year alone over 50 people in New York who got paid cash money to perform. For a drag queen, that's pretty standard. For anyone other than a drag queen in gay nightlife, that's not standard at all. Most places don't pay at all. The bars aren't paying singers. Why? Because they don't generate an audience. Drag queens do, singers don't. And that is, I've already talked about it on this podcast, and that's a read on our community. Um... Right, so I just said, and I even backed out of a party I was doing because the the the, the promoter and the bar were all like, well, we're going to stop charging a cover. And I was like, great, are you going to give me money for the artist? No. So how do I get artists here? Well, you just tell them it's the experience of performing. I was like, if I want that, I'll do it in the fucking shower um, and not leave my house. We provide a service. We don't do this for free. But because most artists are just desperate to perform in front of anyone and don't have dreams any bigger than I just want to perform for my friends and maybe fuck someone in the audience, uh, they do it. So you don't have to pay for a music artist. So a singer. Um, so anyway, but I thought like all of these people that I actually raised the bar for booked repeatedly. There are a lot of people that have made you know, up to around $500 for me this year because of different parties and different events and different things. Some people a lot more. Uh, and I'm not talking about the dancers. I'm talking for the acts. I'm talking about the acts themselves and the DJs and the drag queens and all these people that I employed. And they actually got paid for their work. And I said a good number of them are going to be like, Jack said this is a big thing for him. He's always been good to me. I'll be there. Not one person I supported over the last year came. Not one. Not one DJ. Not one drag queen. Not one recording artist performer. I got a handful of messages two hours before the show wishing me a great show and apologies that they couldn't be there, to which I would reply... Or are you out of town and either be met with silence, because they weren't, or, well, no, but I've got a... And then I just stopped listening because I told you about this two months ago and I said it was important to me. The friends who I laid on as like, this is important to me, they came, which was great. I had some people, producers, fellow producers, they came. Um, people out... I regularly have sex with. They came. <laughs> Not one walk-in from City Winery. Because they didn't promote at all. 
They certainly took their share, but they didn't do anything to get audiences there. So I pretty much performed my 40th birthday extravaganza for my closest friends and people who are regularly inside me, which is fine. Got a recording of it, murdered that fucking show. It was the best performance of my life. Dancers were great. I was great. Sounded great. We had a great time. The people who were there were like, I cannot believe you just did that. That was spectacular. Oh my God. And that's all I needed. I walked out of there on cloud nine, despite all, despite the fact that one of the backup dancers who was hired for it uh, said he was sick and couldn't make it and then went to the Lizzo concert instead. And I'll never speak to that faggot again. That was someone I worked with a long time who really gave me the fucking finger. So the lesson is for myself. Don't do things for other people with the expectation that they will treat you the same. Because they won't. They likely won't. Especially if they're a gay person. Especially if they're an artist. They are solely focused on themselves. And they don't give a shit about other people. And they don't give a shit about who's done good. If they don't see you as an immediate business opportunity. The amount of people who didn't show, to, show up to the show said they were coming and didn't. And not like bought a ticket and couldn't make it. Like didn't buy a ticket, didn't show, nothing. And then like days after, hey, do you have any performance opportunities for me? No, I fucking don't. Not one. And never will. Um, Right? But that's not on them. That's on me. I learned a lesson because I had expectations based on paying it forward and goodwill. And that's not the reason to do... One, don't have those expectations. They are, they are not based in reality. And you won't be let down if you don't have those expectations. Don't have them. Two, don't do things for the reciprocity. Do things, and, and it's actually something that's come up more in work where I run my work departments a certain way that are very open. I don't hide the ball. I don't take the company line if I don't think it's right. Um, I consider myself an advocate for the people on my team to make sure they are supported and paid well. Um and there have been times where I've gone to bat for people on my team. Few, few times. But there have been times where I've gone really gone to bat for people on my team only for them to like see an opportunity that is requires throwing me on, under the bus and like taking it at full force to like help themselves. But I've always said to myself like, I don't regret conducting myself the way that I did even though it was returned with a slap in the face. Because that says something about them. It doesn't say anything about me. I did the right thing. They did the wrong thing. Right? And just because there's a risk of someone doing the wrong thing doesn't mean you stop doing the right thing. That's on them. And that's the lesson I had to learn with alchemy. Which was... However they behave, don't regret the opportunities you gave them the money you paid them, the way you treated them, the way you respected them. Don't regret that. Because that was the right thing. 
and that was the right thing to do. Don't regret that because they repaid you with the middle finger. So that's pretty much the lesson of today, which is figure out what you think the right way to operate in this world is. And if as a consequence of operating that way leads to a betrayal, an insult, um, someone hold, putting you down, someone holding you back, something not, you know, something that you would hoped would happen not happening because you behave that way. If you believe that's the way you should treat people and the way the world should be, don't regret it. It says nothing about you. It says everything about the other people. And let them see their ways out of your life. Because whether things work out for you in the end or not, you can at least at the end of the day say, I was a good person that did good things. Yeah, I got fucked along the way. But what was the alternative? What was the alternative? Treat people shitty and maybe get ahead? That's not my way. That's not, that's not any way to conduct yourself. That's not something you can be proud of. So, it wasn't a new lesson, but it was a lesson to relearn about having expectations and the doing the thing for the right reasons, not for the reciprocity. I don't regret doing Alchemy at all, even though it was kind of mildly attended because it was the best show I ever did. I got a great video from it. It lent to opportunities because the people at City Winery, the actual staff, thought I was incredible. And each of them, a lot of people were like, hey, I'm an audio engineer. I'd love to work with you. Hey, I play synths and bands. Do you need a live person someday? You know, uh, producer, I love these songs. Would you be interested in working on a remix? So it led to a lot of positive things. The show was great. I felt incredible. The people who were at the show enjoyed the show. It was a milestone moment, something for my childhood self. I am so proud that I did it and so happy that I did it and so happy I was reminded of the lesson that you cannot rely on the people you treat well to do the same for you.